This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. We have another great show for you. Before we welcome our guests, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. This helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents right here on the WVSA Digital Network. With us today is Cindy Keeley of the American Heart Association. Cindy, welcome to the program. Well, Marcus, thank you very much for inviting me. I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Now, the reason why we have Cindy on the program today is over the weekend at Euro 2020, I believe the match was taking place in Copenhagen, and it was uh, Denmark versus Finland, and uh, Denmark international star Christian Eriksen unexpectedly collapsed in the middle of the match on the field, and uh, according to reports, he suffered from cardiac arrest, and uh, medical professionals were rushed out onto the field. And um, what I'm about to say is speculation on my part because we do not have a detailed uh, account of what happened, but this is just based upon what I saw from the live television uh, feed of the match is that uh, he was administered uh, uh, chest compressions and also to, I believe that there was an AED used to shock his heart. Um, But like I said, that's speculation on my part, and that's the reason why we wanted to have Cindy on the program to talk about cardiac arrest, to talk about CPR, to talk about AEDs, and uh, how important all this is to our youth uh, soccer players. So, Cindy, why don't we go ahead and just jump right into it? And now, Cindy also too has an extensive uh, background in um, in uh, the medical profession. So, talk to us a little bit about what cardiac arrest is. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you, you've kind of touched on a lot of uh, points already. So, sudden cardiac arrest occurs of course, suddenly and often without warning. It is triggered by an electrical malfunction in the heart that causes an irregular heartbeat or arrhythmia. So when it, that in turn disrupts the pumping of blood in the heart to the brain, to the lungs and other organs. So then within seconds of that occurring, a person loses consciousness and has no pulse. And then death can occur within minutes if the individual does not receive treatment. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, it happened out of the middle of nowhere. Watch, I mean, I had to go back and watch the replay of it because I missed it because I was looking at my phone. But, um, you know, he challenged for a ball in the goal area and ball went out of bounds and it was a throw in and the uh, player threw it to him. And even before he could receive the ball, he stumbled a couple of steps and then just immediately fell to the ground. And the referee ran over and saw that it was a serious situation and motion for medical profession uh, to come on the field immediately and you knew something uh, was serious and you know I think what maybe a lot of people may not understand is that I mean cardiac arrest can happen to anyone no matter what their physical condition is or or anything like that correct? Oh, absolutely. And as, as you just stated, you know, with the Danish soccer player, I'm glad he had quick and prompt, uh, you know, response because there was hundreds of people there, of course, as well as a lot of well-trained staff. But in fact, just here in the United States, over 3,200, 3,320,000 people 
have an out-of-hospital cardiac arrest just in the U.S. So that means, you know, several, several minutes a day, there's always someone who is collapsing from a sudden cardiac arrest. And it's all age groups. It's not just young people and old people or people with poor health outcomes or health. It can be definitely anyone. And in fact, uh, last year in Hurricane was a middle school student who had suffered a fatal cardiac event. And I don't know if you recall that. That was April of last year. I do remember that. I I've, I've actually have witnessed uh, a couple of, uh, of sudden cardiac arrests. Uh, I was at a, a basketball game back in the 80s. A high school basketball game and a referee came over and he was called the foul, came over to the scorer's desk and was letting us know uh, who the foul was on. And he immediately collapsed there uh, with cardiac arrest and unfortunately uh, passed away shortly afterwards, which is, I, it's, it's amazing. And I, and I really want to emphasize this to our listeners, the fact that it can happen to anyone um, I've seen, you know, people that have been extremely healthy, watch what they ate, watch their cholesterol, they exercise, they were runners, and it's happened to them. I've seen people with, with poor um, health habits, and it's happened to them. It just, I really want to emphasize that this kind of thing can happen to anyone, and it can happen to at any time. Um Obviously, one of the things that they went to when the medical professionals came onto the field uh, was uh, uh, doing CPR and talking about or uh, that I saw was the chest compressions. Uh, How important is it that our soccer community, whether it's parents, whether it's referees, whether it's coaches, whether it's administrators, how important is it for folks to know about CPR? Well, CPR, uh, so cardiopulmonary resuscitation. So, that, you know, it's, it is defined as doing immediate chest compressions on someone who has suffered a, a sudden cardiac arrest event or something very similar. Uh, additionally, if you are trained and have certification and you're comfortable, is also providing breath. And the reason why this is so important is that every minute, a person does not receive chest compressions that have that has suffered an event, their chance of survival decreases by 10% each minute. So if you're waiting for EMS or first responders to, to arrive first or someone who you think is more trained, then you're, you're unfortunately wasting time. And unfortunately, it may be detrimental to that person. They may not survive if you do not initiate chest compressions right away. Yeah, and, and, and it, I'm glad you mentioned that because I've heard recently, because, you know, when you think about CPR, and at least the way I used to think about it before I got certified, uh, was uh, was mouth-to-mouth. And that was, the I think, the big thing because you always had the dummy in the room when you went through your certification. And that just pops to my mind when you say CPR. And I think that may be the same way uh, with folks uh, in our audience, that that's what they think about. But the more research that seems to be coming out in, in regards to CPR, the the real big key is the chest compressions until that medical help arrives. Is that true? That is absolutely true. And uh, the American Heart Association is the leader in research as well as developing guidelines for CPR, not just in the U.S., but actually internationally. So a lot of what research that is developed in hospitals that the American Heart Association funds or is a partner in, they put this out every five years, and they just recently updated 
the national CPR guidelines back in October. And, you know, for the 15th, you know, how many times it's been, it's been 15 years since the last big update that really changed the dynamic that it's not airway breathing circulation. Circulation is number one. So it means compressions, compressions, compressions. You can skip the breath. Just everything has to be compression focused because they realized if blood wasn't circulating throughout the body by doing compressions, then you, there was very limited chance of survival. Yeah, and that's the, the compressions are the, the, the manual pumping of the heart. Correct. And so we even came up, the American Heart Association, with a, a new pro- program that was called Hands Only CPR. And basically, it's just for the layperson to watch a 30-second or minute-long video on YouTube that says, just push hard and fast in the center of the chest until help arrives, or someone can relieve you in order to do compressions. And then if they have an AED immediately available, use that as well. Because we know since the heart has an electric, it's basically like an electrical motor. If it's not in the right rhythm, you need to shock it within minutes of it going out of rhythm, out of the normal rhythm. And that way, an individual has the highest chance of survival, regardless if they're young or old, is using an AED. I'm glad you mentioned the AED because I want to talk about that next. Um, I'm a big supporter of having AEDs being available uh, for not only matches, but also training sessions. Um, I know when I coached uh, at uh, uh, high school and middle school levels, I would always make sure that we had one within range to be able to uh, access it quickly if we needed to. Uh, Talk to us about why AEDs are so important. I mean, not only matches, but also training sessions. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, nationally, many, many years ago, there was a huge national push that AEDs were to be put any place the public is. So you'll find them in every airport. It's in uh, civic arenas, the Charleston Civic, uh, uh, Civic Center, for example, you know, the Town Center Mall and other large stores. If you go into Target and Walmart, they all have an AED somewhere within the building. Sometimes it's in the front. Uh, But it does vary, as well as hotel chains throughout the nation. They all have an AED. So it would go without, you know, guesswork to say, why aren't aren't they in every school and why aren't they at any sporting event? So you, you, you aren't always guaranteed that EMS is going to be there and to be able to provide that. And the AED is a simple machine to use. It actually talks you through the process. You do not have to be trained in CPR or certified in CPR or be a medical professional. It is for the regular person on the street to provide assistance to someone who suffered cardiac arrest. And I was amazed the first time that I was trained with an AED, just how easy it was. And and when you say that they walk you through it, the computer voice, I mean, literally walks you step by step by step through what to do to, you know, to taking the shirt off, to taking this pad marked A, putting it in this location, and then, you know, hooking up this electrode to this and doing that. And then, you know, when it comes time to, to shock the, the, the person, uh, you know, they, I mean, they just walk you through it and it's so easy to use. And I've seen so many positive outcomes 
come from having an AED available for that. Now, if, if, if someone happens to go into cardiac arrest, whether we're at a training session, whether we're at a match, uh, tell us what the difference is between having a plan, meaning that somebody knows CPR, somebody knows chest compressions, and an AED is available compared to not having a plan and just someone calling 911 and waiting for a medic to arrive? Well, it would go, um, I would be remiss to say that it would not be beneficial to have a plan. Now, especially if it is an organized event, plan is always best. Uh, Basically, everyone needs to have an appointed role similar to what we would do in a hospital. But, you know, whether or not the coach or assist and or assistant coaches are also certified in CPR, that would be outstanding. I think that would be a high mark. Uh, if there's athletic trainers who are also part of that team, then they're also certified in CPR, as well as if any particular volunteers that participate, whether it's a practice match or a scrimmage of sorts or an actual game, it would be best to have a plan knowing where where is the AED, who is uh, certified to provide CPR. But I, I will tell you from personal experience, you don't actually need to be certified in CPR. You just need to be able to recognize when someone actually needs CPR. And that's usually the hardest part. So basically you're looking for someone who is a sudden loss of uh, responsiveness. So they're unconscious and they may not be breathing normally, or they're doing a weird gasping for air. And, you know, even for someone who has been through certification courses, that is the hardest part is knowing when a person needs help, and at minimum, dialing 911. And what's great in West Virginia is that the American Heart Association helped pass legislation here in the last few years that your 911 dispatcher, so when you talk to that first person, they can walk you through how to do CPR. That's great. I didn't know about that legislation. That's wonderful. Um, and a di- and on another, and just another side note, we also helped pass legislation, geez, about five or six years ago, that all high school kids in the state of West Virginia prior to graduation are supposed to have a 30-minute didactic on how to do CPR, and that is with performing compressions on a mannequin. So they're supposed to learn even just the basics in school before they graduate. You know, that's one of those, I've always been a a huge proponent of real life skills, teaching more of that kind of stuff in in high school. And and that's certainly one of those ones that we need to be teaching our kids about. Um, If someone's interested in becoming certified in CPR, I know my daughter just, uh, she's going to college and she's hoping to become an athletic trainer someday. And, um, you know, one of her courses that she took was uh, a CPR course and she just recently got certified for if somebody's interested in becoming certified in CPR, uh, where can they go? Well, there's a number of things that I would recommend. First off being the American Heart Association's website with that particular information. Now, of course, this would lead you to who can get you certified in CPR, but you don't necessarily have to do that, would be going to www.cpr.heart.org. And that is our national website. It will help you find a class. 
find the type of class that suits the needs that you need, whether or not you are a healthcare provider or just a lay person, and that if you want basic CPR or do you even want to learn first aid, and there are many options out there. Now, um, at that website, if, if somebody doesn't want to go through the process of getting certified, uh, you know, in CPR, obviously you mentioned before about um, a video on chest compressions. Is that located at that website or is that somewhere else where they can access something like that? You know, I am not positive that it's on the website. I know that if I do a Google search, it'll come up as a YouTube video for hands-only CPR. And it may also be on the website. I'm actually trying to pull it up right now while we're chatting about it uh, because I had not confirmed it was on the site. But I know that there are a number. And basically, the the keys to hands-only CPR are call 911, push hard and fast in the center of the chest, and use an AED as soon as available. And just keep up the momentum. And if there's someone nearby who can assist you, you know, have them go get the AED or even relieve you in doing compressions until help, help arrives. It's so important. And I would encourage uh, soccer players. I would encourage soccer coaches. I would encourage soccer referees, soccer administrators, uh, parents, spectators, grandparents to at least go out and uh, uh, learn about the hands-only CPR and uh, we'll make sure to put some links in our show notes uh, to let people know because I really want to bring uh, awareness to this. Thankfully, uh, at least, I mean, I don't know officially 100%, but I've seen some pictures circulating from Christian Erickson himself thanking the public for all their thoughts and prayers and uh, and that he's uh, stable in the hospital and doing so much better. Um and I just, you know, it's unfortunate sometimes that we have to have a, a some sort of tragic event like this to really open our eyes and get us to refocus on some of the things that probably we need to focus on a little bit more. But uh, Cindy, I certainly appreciate you coming on today uh, to talking with us. Cindy Keeley of the American Heart Association, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Well, Marcus, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. And remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program here on the WVSA Digital Network. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network. Or find us on our social media platforms at WVSoccer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.